0: A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor, Swift. Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened?
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Swiftish. This is Shelby. And
0: this
1: is Ashley. Yes, and um, sorry for being MIA last week. I came down with a... My whole family was just nuked by a daycare disease bomb and Mm. so we were recovering post Thanksgiving (laughs) and I might not sound fully uh, recovered
0: but that's just the lingering effects of a cough you know you you were sick after Thanksgiving I had food poisoning before Thanksgiving it was a hot week for us we were Coming at it left and right. Bye. Always the sexiest holiday of the year know, to begin with. And you don't want to be sick around that time too because yeah. all you want to do is stuff your face.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, other than that, other than that, derailing my entire vacation, you know, it's fine. Mm. It was good. It was a good time. Oh. How about you? Anything
0: um, memorable? Nothing, nothing mem- memorable, nothing momentous, just really chill. Well, from you found mindset. a tour outfit. I mean... Yes or no. So we're we're going to Vegas, Shelby and I and four of our other girlfriends. And we're still trying to decide like, okay, what are we going to go as? Our whole overall theme is just eras. But no one is doing a specific era. It's not like I'm assigned to reputation and you're assigned to midnight. It's just whatever era anyone wants to do. (laughs) We have at least two people who want to do lover, which is great. And... uh, I went shopping with my friend Leah and I brought way too many jumpsuits and I don't know what I'm gonna wear. I don't know what phase of life I'm gonna be in. I don't know how much I'm gonna like gain or lose. So it's always hard to yeah. try and like guesstimate because postpartum bodies, at least for me, not for everybody, my weight's just fluctuating. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I'll fit in that. I don't know if it'll be too big, too small. Let's see. But I'm also just anxious about it. I don't I know. know why. I don't know why. I'm like, what am I gonna wear? What am I gonna wear? <laughs>
1: The pressure is mounting. Yes. No, there's no pressure. I mean, everything you tried on looked great. I didn't see you in it, but I can imagine you in it. Um, <laughs> and um, I think, yeah, you always have the backup of the Swiftish jean jacket that yes. can that can come out of hiding, come out of retirement, yeah. make it appear
0: <laughs> because it has the reputation patches on. Oh it, yeah, so it's reputation era. Yes. Um, I'm kind of leaning either towards midnight's or you know, I love reputation. Yeah. Those two eras. What are you leaning towards? What era do you kind of want to like
1: embrace? <laughs> I am obsessed with, so I, I love red, but I don't love the looks mm. necessarily. I love the streetwear of 1989, the mm. crop top sets and all that. So if I'm going vibey, I don't know. <laughs> well, <and laughs> but you- if I'm making a costume, yeah, I would want to do I don't know if I'm supposed to say it out loud on recording. <laughs> but um, I would love to do the sad Taylor meme where mm. she's, you know, on the, the bench in the, like, checkered dress with the little red purse, and she's just, like, sad listening to music. Oh, <laughs> but I also Simon love the that. idea of paid homage to um the Kaler era and maybe doing the Vogue dress that she wore in her Kaler, um cover
0: Mm, i've been going down i've been going down a kaylor rabbit hole i think i said this last episode but tiktok is like shooting me all of this kaylor stuff and i'm just like looking at it and just like okay like i don't i can't fall down i can't label taylor but it's just
1: i know places uh
0: (laughs) i'm just like oh my gosh like what's going on like it always i'm not even following these people it's just on my for you page yeah
1: um, no, it's, it's addictive.
0: Even it's like, interesting. Yeah, even Midnight Rain, which we're getting into, and I think both of us are very aligned on who it's about. Uh-huh. I've seen TikToks about how it's about Carly or how it's yeah. about Diana. There's all these, like, things that people are yeah. just reading into. <laughs> oh, but. Love that. Oh, but tour, tour, tour. I had a dream last night that I was at tour with you guys, and Cute. we were, like, on the floor, you know, because everyone was just, like, weeding out, and then there's a group of people were supposed to go meet Taylor and we weren't a part of it but we saw Taylor like go to them and like entered <laughs> out suits herself to them and we just couldn't go anywhere we had to, like run out of the venue. so was, even in your dream you, you couldn't know. get to meet Taylor no I or have just so have close so many dreams about how I'm going to meet Taylor or how <laughs> like I've I'm so close to it or even like I'm Taylor's and like, come meet me. And I'm going to go into like her house or into yeah. the VIP room. And then I wake up or something happens. Someone pulls me away. So it's just oh my not meant to be, but it's just obviously the back, ma- yeah. background. I've given up this era, sorry, this era of like doing anything flashy to meet Taylor, but I'm just going to enjoy it. I feel yeah. like Reputation era I, it, and Beginning of Lover, there was just so much pressure because everybody I was like mutualed with or became friends with online was meeting Taylor. And I was yeah. like, hi,
1: it's me. <laughs> I'm a <my> problem. <laughs> yeah. Please. But, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I guess I'm glad to hear that because then I won't feel guilty that dressing as a Kaler reference would keep us from getting the era's room.
0: <laughs> but like, would... would- would Taylor Nation think you're specifically addressing Kaler? No, just Taylor like
1: Nation wouldn't get it. Homage. This is okay. the. It's technically, it's technically just an outfit from a, from a photoshoot she did with her friend. Yeah. She put that out there. Her and Carly did their little Vogue spread, mm-hmm. and they were like, "We're BFFs. We love snuggling in little airstreams and doing long road trips, looking at daisies through our windshield. Like you know, that's them. That's the content they gave me."
0: And, and I'm just, just, feeding I'm just it honoring it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, but Taylor has liked a few of the the Taylor yes. posts on Insta, not Instagram, on TikTok. Yeah. So I feel like she's also feeding into it as well. And I'm like, okay, is she feeding into yeah. it? Because she wants that fandom to still <laughs> very much like represent her and to buy her merch and to talk about her and just get yeah. midnight's. You know streaming everywhere or like, like oh yeah,
1: I know who knows? who knows that's the thing is I don't care if they really dated I think there's some suspicious activity maybe that happened mm-hmm. um love it you know uh, explore your sexuality however you need um but I just find the entire I just really, I don't know. I just find it so intriguing and interesting. And as a girls' girl, like as someone mm-hmm. who loves her girlfriends, like I can see how that dynamic could be misconstrued, but it could also, you know, be uh, read pretty straight. Well, not well, it's
0: straight, interesting. <laughs> Maybe a little uh, <laughs> queer, yeah. uh, but it's interesting because a lot of people are thinking about this. Oh, dog my bark um i was thinking about this yesterday is like every single best friend she's had like diana i forget the girl's name but was her backup singer dancer in like fearless then you have right now zoe kravitz everybody is like throwing in the oh really the ring. <laughs> yeah yeah they're just because there's some stuff that she, like she was in high fidelity the tv show and then high fidelity right. the song and there's all these different i was watching it TikTok, all these different oh, yeah. things that people were like pulling like oh now it's zoe and taylor mm, interesting one thing that was Interesting, because no one has ever said Abby and Taylor, and that's like yeah. her OG best friend. I'm like, good. I was like, don't touch that, don't touch <laughs> yeah. that. But I was surprised that no one's like thrown that out. Yeah, in the
1: ring. It's because no. there's vibes. There's there's an energy she's bringing with Carly that you don't get with Gigi. Like mm-hmm. I, I, you know, she might not want us to accuse her friends of dating her, but. <laughs>
0: Anyways, we're losing listeners we the are. more and okay. more we talk about Carly. Um, oh, well, let's go yeah. back to maybe one of her straight relationships, Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> you know, that we are, she's giving us a little bit. You guys can guess it. We're talking about Taylor Lautner and Taylor Swift. Um, Midnight Rain, what was your initial reactions to that? When I, to I,
1: I liked it. Like I said, I listened to the album out of order. So I think I heard the vocal, like the dropped pitch in another mm-hmm. song. I don't yeah. remember which one she does it in, but so it didn't like surprise me when it came back around to this one. Um, So it didn't like distract me per se. It was kind of like, okay, whatever. So it's grown on me mm-hmm. from the beginning to now. Um, Very catchy, very memorable. It, you know, it does the thing that she does in Illicit Affairs where she does, like, the line and then suddenly the high pitch, like,
0: ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Midnight <rain>.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Love it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: and so it's been, like, what? Like, that's the thing with this album. And I was trying to, like, be realistic because I know when Lover first came out, I was like, oh, my gosh, Lover, yes. And then I was like, mm, fizzled. And so I try to like really sit in my feelings and make sure it's not being like too influenced by the general public's reaction to it. But I think this song is a good example of why Midnight's the album is such a like grower for me Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because it's like there's not necessarily like those standout moments you get on previous albums, Um, you know, as far as like, wow, this is the perfect song she's ever written, but It's such a listenable experience that things start to like grow on you, and you Mm -hmm. kind of attach yourself, (laughs) you know, (laughs) with a stitch uh, to different parts of it. And so, this is one that I'm just like happy to revisit a lot. So it's a it's a good one.
0: Yeah, that's good. I I am interested in hearing your take on this, and I'm not sure. But, you know, she set, she sings Midnight throughout the whole album. Like, she sings in different songs. But this is the only track that has, like, Midnight in it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that has any, like, significance? Or do you think it just kind of, like, was going well with the song? Like, of course, she's singing about Midnight Rain.
1: Mm. I think, you know, it's interesting. I... I guess I feel like, you know, when her entire thesis statement for the album is, these are, what, 13 different sleepless nights scattered Mm -hmm. throughout my life, then it's like, of course, all of them will reference or tie into or feel like those moments where you are sleepless, you are kind of pacing the floor at midnight and or 3 a.m. So I don't think this was like an especially potent song for her. I think it captures that feeling – And how she structures the song highlights that where you are kind of just like sitting in bed trying to sleep and your mind's wandering through these kind of, huh, not these like moments that are, you're literally like weeping over, you know, gnashing of teeth, ripping your hair out, contemplating why you're not like frazzled after a big day or a big moment. It's more just like you're kind of starting to fall asleep and you're like, wow, what if I'd made a different choice? What mm-hmm. if my life had gone down a different path? And so there is sort of that sleepy quality to letting something go that you're not really holding on to. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's more just like, yeah, you know, like she her outro is just basically like I would just think about it on midnights like this. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like maybe a good. A good reference to the vibe of the album where it's like there's there's varying degrees of potency to these songs and this one is like oh kind of a more casual exploration of a feeling
0: to Mm me yeah and, and one thing that I find interesting about like Midnight Rain is I mean we're all like you and I both think it's about Taylor Lautner. And when you go visit the Twilight series, there's that book of Midnight Sun. And like this this whole song is like, you were the sun, you were like sparkling, but I was a Midnight Rain. So it's kind of like this like play on words too, if you're going down the Taylor Lautner, like Midnight Rain versus Midnight Sun. Yeah.
1: Well, I think there's like, because Midnight Sun's about Edward from like his point of view, and it's like creepy and weird and whatever, mm-hmm. and not part of the original yes. quadro books. But in twilight or a new moon bella calls jacob played by taylor Lautner. Mm-hmm. oh you're you're like sunshine and at that time of the movies and the books like you know the early mm-hmm. 2000s era oh, taylor that. was a known fan of twilight so mm-hmm. is it possible that she remembered that 20 years later maybe i don't know how many times she's watched the movie <laughs> i didn't remember that but some people did um But yeah, I like speaking of like why Taylor Lautner seems like the obvious choice. I think the only other one that could be potential is like um, Tom Hiddleston, Mm -hmm. um, which I respect that theory. I think there's some things happening in the song that make me, that make it clear to me that this happened way earlier in her career. And so the other theory I saw is like, oh, this is like, the guy in Fifteen, like, oh, this is the guy in White Horse. Like, this is a high school romance, but it feels later in her career than just like skipping I mean, town.
0: And this is like a highlight. high school romance for Taylor. Wow, yeah, he was seventeen. <laughs> she was nineteen. So. No, yes, wasn't he was seventeen when he was filming? um Wasn't he seventeen? I thought I read they were
1: no. Okay. Connor Kennedy. Oh, okay. Connor Kennedy was her. Okay. Child like cradle riding moment. Think he
0: was 17 then. I read something somewhere. And
1: I mean he might have been 17 when he started filming Twilight, but he was not oh. 17 when they maybe that's were it. dating.
0: Okay.
1: He was that was Connor Kennedy. And some people tried to say this song's about Connor Kennedy, and I'm like, we are not giving Connor Kennedy a song. We're, we're <laughs> erasing that relationship from our minds. Okay. No adult should be dating a high schooler, but that's you know, a
0: blind spot for me, and um we don't acknowledge it. <laughs> Okay, I am googling what's. It, I think it's. I think she is older than him, though.
1: Maybe. Yeah, that's why. I
0: mean, maybe
1: I. Maybe I am wrong. Maybe he is that. I. He. He could not have been that young. That's like making me want to throw up.
0: So they dated in two thousand and nine. <laughs> okay. So how old was she in two thousand and nine? She was nineteen. She was nineteen, and isn't he two years younger than her? I don't know. Okay. How old? Is Taylor Lautner, you guys. I am doing this in real time because I thought I did all this research. He's 30 years old, and how old is Taylor Swift? She's 32 years old, so she was 19 and he was 17. Right? That is disgusting. <laughs> I mean, okay, but not really as disgusting as we're thinking because they're two years difference. 1917. I don't think it's that disgusting. Wait, this is saying... Lance Taylor,
1: is, she was twenty when she was dating Taylor so Lautner. So he was eighteen, and he would know.
0: It was the summer of two thousand and nine. No. They met while filming Valentine's Day in the summer of two thousand and nine. They dated into the fall.
1: Okay, so she was, so she was nineteen, turning twenty.
0: He was seventeen, and turning he eighteen. Was, <laughs> well, then, how old was Goddard? Get it. <laughs> They, well they dated during the red. I think she was 20 when she dated Connor and he was 17. <laughs> this is literally mind-blowing to you. Shocking. Okay. Shocking. I, I mean, at least, <laughs> at
1: least Taylor Lautner wasn't physically in high school because he was, you know, because Connor Kennedy literally was in high school, like literally on the football team in high school. And Taylor Lautner was like in the industry but I'm gonna be honest I hate I hate I hate that blurry phase of like Mm -hmm. oh well they're you know it's only two years but it's like that's a big okay I'm trying to be (laughs) I'm having this existential crisis because age gaps are like my my trigger point and like Mm -hmm. Rob makes fun of me constantly when I give someone I like a pass but then I insult someone else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm trying to think of if Rob ever hears this podcast, which he doesn't listen to it regularly, so we might be okay. Okay. But he will call me out if I don't say uh, that's a little weird to me. But I do also acknowledge that they were in the industry and were peers at this level. Do I still want to understand a little bit there? Maybe. But you know what? That that gives some further context to the song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, you know, um, I mean, 17 and 19, that seems so much different between me than 17 and 20, and I don't know why.
1: I know. I need to do, I'm not even going to do the, like, math, because yeah. I think it must be she turned. It was turning
0: 20, 21. 21. <laughs> uh. No,
1: Before, because yeah. she dated John Mayer. So anyways, anyways, she must have been turning 20 that December. Okay. So she was still she a was. teenager, thankfully. Thank yes. the Lord, um, but he anyways. was turning into an adult, and he was Lord. turning
0: into. An adult. You know, it's so interesting because Lance and I have a two years age difference, and I'm two years older oh, than him. Yeah, but totally different. We dated when I was 24 25 and he was yeah. twenty one and twenty two, yes. which is so different. And then, but then exactly. I look back and like. If I was a senior dating a sophomore, I always yeah. was like, oh, even male, female, female, male, but especially female, male, I thought was just the weirdest thing. I was like, oh.
1: Yeah, no. Age gaps, like two-year age gap is nothing in your 20s, 30s. Yeah. It's more that weird gray area of child to adult. Mm-hmm. And then when you have someone who's like a grown-ass man dating 21-year-olds, like mm-hmm. that's that's where I get the ick. Yeah. Um, so this did ruffle my feathers, clearly. Yes, but- you guys,
0: live, you guys, this was, like, live. <laughs> like, it. this This was, she just didn't know. I, I, was I
1: like, I literally was, like, no, they're the same age, and they were both 20, and this was a real relationship where marriage was on the table.
0: No, <laughs> no. No, no, no that's, what, that's why everyone was, like, wait, like... Cause this whole song is like, you wanted a bride. I wanted to make my name, you know, and it was kind of like, but he was 17 and she was 19. I think that maybe he was looking more for a, maybe he was looking at Taylor, like a more serious relationship, not necessarily put a ring on it, but as a 20 year old, 19 year old, I mean, she was just (laughs) like, Oh, this is a little bit too serious. Let's like pump the brakes on this. Like you just like me a little bit too much.
1: Yeah, no, I think marriage in this song is less – and throughout the album, actually, she uses marriage on midnights a lot to be, like, about the expectation Mm -hmm. of womanhood, the expectation of where she should go and what would be a success, a win for a lady. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think it's necessarily, oh, X, Y, and Z were on their knees asking me to marry them, like, in – high infidelity she sings about you know getting married when clearly she didn't she wasn't mm-hmm. married to anyone but she uses that as like a visual of like dependence and um kind of the the levels of a relationship and the expectations that society puts on a couple like in lavender hay she's like i don't want that 1950 shit mm-hmm. like so i think marriage is clearly on her mind and i think we as 30 year old you know, millennial women know the pressure of
0: mm-hmm. kind of
1: like, wh- what do you mean? Like, why haven't you got married yet? What is going on? What's wrong with you? And so I imagine that has been something that's stewing in her mind through reflecting on her midnight's past. And so <clears throat> I think it's less literal here and more uh, a fork in the road in her life that she's like, what would have happened yeah. had I stuck down this, like, Path that was very clearly laid out and comfortable, versus mm-hmm. what I chose, which is very dark and stormy.
0: Yeah, yep, yep. Um, let's just go over it quick because we both think of Taylor Lautner. Let's go over their timeline of their dating. We started oh, out that they yes. they you know they started filming yeah. in Valentine's Day of two thousand and nine, um, and they dated from late summer into the fall we saw appearances of them in 2009 vmas they went to hockey games together she even saw him on a stop of her fearless tour in chicago around october she even teased about it if you remember um her snl monologue that musical yeah. monologue where she says if, if you're wondering if i might be dating the werewolf from twi- twilight um she you know then like pauses, blows a kiss, winks, and mouths, hi Taylor. She says I'm not going to comment about that in my monologue. And yeah. then when he was in, I'm pretty sure they were still together um, around yeah. this December, but he was also on SNL and in his monologue, he fought a ca- he fought a car- cardboard cutout of Kanye. And then And then we know that they broke up because Back to December was about him on Speak Now, um, who shall also sang songs about joe and john so there's three boys in there and then in 2016 taylor lautner did confirm on facebook live that yes back this december was that
1: he confirmed he he was forced to gun to his head leah michelle like you have a
0: song right isn't it about how you left like a scarf at her place it's like come on leah michelle get your errors right errors right so that was i loved it so, and then, you know, you just kind of think about back to December, about how she was like, if I can go back to December, I would if I could. And I'm wondering, like, did she – she probably gave him a heads up about the song because she says that she's kind of giving people a heads up about the song. But when he listened to it, was he like, wait, I'm going <laughs> to go get Taylor back because that's what I would do. I like, hope oh. not because he already
1: found another Taylor and is In, and,
0: in 2009? Or oh, meaning back it came to out. December. Yeah, when back to December I came out. I'm wondering, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. is he like, okay, right. Taylor, are you really are you really going to come back to me if I no, want to? No, because in the
1: song she says she can't. She no. just wants to, but she can't. Ugh. So, <laughs> uh, but I thought you meant he got a heads up about this song. And she, and he's no. like, I do still think about
0: it. I don't know if he got a heads up about the song. I think everybody, yeah. what, one thing I like about Midnight is not only is she revisiting her past eras. And, you know, people are going to know, oh, there might be a song about me. Like, I don't need to give anyone a heads up. Yeah. They know I'm revisiting all these eras. <laughs> just what, waiting there on October 21st at midnight being like, this is keeping me up. Yeah. Taylor Butler <laughs> is like, I don't care. Calvin Harris is like, maybe She's she'll like, address me. <laughs> Hopefully I'll get a song, High Infidelity. Um, but also we're like, we can also revisit where we were when all these ca- songs came out. Mm-hmm. You know, like what songs remind me of where I was at that time point. Oh so yeah. it's it's great it's great midnight rain you guys obviously okay
1: are you gonna read more. it in a different pitch or like how are you gonna i mean i can
0: try <laughs> i'd have to let you know and i think people rem- remember i like literally thought my phone was whacking out i was like what <laughs> is this and i was like is she collaborating with yeah. with nice boy ed um <laughs> so i don't know if i can do the, the the pitch but it does go into the intro rain he will how do you do that well, you can't, it it's a manipulation. I, yeah. <laughs> I know, I was seeing if I could do do that. He wanted a bride, I was making my own name, chasing that fame. He stayed the same, all of me changed like midnight. Yeah. My town was wasteland, full of cages, full of fences, pageant queens, and fake pretenders. But for some, it was paradise. My boy was a montage, a slow motion, love potion, jumping off things in the ocean. I broke his heart, because he was nice, he was sunshine, and I was midnight rain. I like
1: that part. <laughs> It is. I I like this, too. I I feel like the intro is nice because it sets the scene to let us know that this isn't – like, that's why I can't, like, get behind it being about Tom Hiddleston, Mm
0: -hmm. even
1: though I could maybe see it with, like, the second verse, is because this seems to imply that she's already, like, working – like, with Tom, she was already a star and, in fact, had, like, lost some of her shines. But this feels like she's sort of at the cusp of a breakout point. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this is the moment where I have to decide how hard I'm going to go for it. And so it does feel like, you know, she did want to make her own name. She was ready to change. And I think when you look at her career, obviously, she'd already won for – um fearless and she was already like a well-respected industry icon but when the song says i was chasing that fame all of me changed like midnight like the speak now era does show a shift in personality and drive and ambition in um her her pivot towards wanting to do pop as she worked through those albums obviously this was a big moment for her personally because um right after taylor lautner the nice guy the only guy she's ever apologized to she dates john mayer who gets decimated with dear john and who we now have the clearer picture with would have could have should have of how damaging that relationship was for her so that does feel like that's the the light switch where it goes from day to night where she did like she lost this like glimmery easy comfortable relationship but she wanted that pain Pain. and she wanted to like struggle and for better or worse like she got that you know
0: (laughs) and part of me was like maybe she you know she and I don't I've been in relationships like this where like I didn't know I wanted that pain I didn't know like where I wanted to go but I just knew that this guy's perfect. He loves me. He would take care of me. He would do anything for me, but it's just, I'm not comfortable in the situation and I should be, you know, Mm -hmm. he wants something more serious and I'm just kind of like still out there. sowing my oats, as (laughs) as you will. And it, and you know, and it's very interesting because similar to Taylor, like I dated this guy in college where like would have married me, wanted to marry me. I was not 19 and he was not 17. So totally different (laughs) situation, but I was like, no, 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 no. I like ran away from that situation, and then the next guy I dated was like a big ass. So it's just very interesting. I was kind of like, oh, I loved that guy. I would have married that guy in a heartbeat. So, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, want that pain. <laughs> it feels like it
1: feels like the real life uh, exploration of her fearless song, "The Way I Loved You," where she's mm-hmm. like, he's charming and endearing, and I'm mm-hmm. comfortable, but I miss screaming and crying and kissing in the rain, Exactly. Yeah. And in and in 15, she also sings about like, oh, I was going to marry him someday, but I realized some bigger dreams of mine. And mm-hmm. in the lucky one, which is off of Speak Now, um, she's singing, or maybe that's off red. That's right. Um, I yeah. believe. Ooh, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, because she's saying, oh, chasing fortune and fame. Yeah. This is like what comes after the white horse clarity where she's like, this is a big world. That was a small town. There in my window, disappearing now. Like she's at this point where she's like, I am going to be a star. I've ditched the. I've ditched the small town. I've left behind these like high school people I thought cared about me, but didn't. And now I'm like, I'm on this like star studded road to success and fame. And am I going to let anything derail me now? And that's mm-hmm. kind of what she explores throughout the next, you know, three albums of her life as she strives to that 1989 like bubble burst. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why this first verse is so interesting because while the intro is like big picture, he wanted this, I couldn't give it to him, I was chasing the same my fame, he stayed the same, all of me changed. And you get that like vocal change where she's herself now mm-hmm. and she's able to kind of explain the story of like My town was a wasteland full of cages, full of fences, pageant queens and big pretenders. But for some, it was paradise, which places you in this moment where she is famous like she is she did reach part of her dream Mm -hmm. and now she's at a crossroads of like. You know, this isn't all that's cracked up to me. I feel like everyone around me is fake. I feel like the town I'm in, like this new L.A. venture isn't really vibing for me. I'm not really having a good time, but everyone else is. But like maybe I need to be here still. But then this boy enters, you know, this montage, this highlight reel, this potion that's not real. It's just kind of an illusion. And she's able to imagine like, oh, like maybe, hmm. What a what a fun little distraction. What a beautiful little story this could be. Mm-hmm. But again, she's like, "No. I broke his heart cuz he was nice. He was sunshine and I I was midnight." I still have this like this CD desire to speed past this and be even bigger than I am now.
0: Mm-hmm. This was also around the time where Kanye and the VMAs, Taylor's name was like at an all-time high. Maybe yeah. her her uh, emotional state was not at a all-time high, but she her name was getting out there more and more for, like, bad reasons, but yeah. it was also, like, she was just becoming more of a household name than she was beforehand, mm-hmm. and I wonder if that played in any, like, anything in her just being like, oh, I'm kind of over this. Let's yeah. move on. Like, maybe more opportunities were coming her way because of this, like, yeah. not only in, like work-wise, but, you know, she she goes off and she dates two other people, a few other people after this.
1: Yeah, and I could see, like, Tom Hiddleston here, like, people say her town was a wasteland, like, post the, you know, summer of the apocalypse, everything's fallen apart, big pretenders, um, and he was, you know, jumping off things in the ocean in his mm-hmm. I Heart TS tank, but yeah. I just don't feel like he, she has the same...
0: But montage. soft spot
1: for him like, yeah. like it was a
0: montage when I think of Taylor Lautner and during like the Twilight series you think of like shirtless Taylor with his long hair and didn't even jump off of an eclipse in Twilight 2 like there's just like all these things of like yeah. and like love potion like I mean the Speaking of age differences in Twilight, he no. freaking like imprints on <laughs> on a baby, not in a sexual way. This is not a sexy baby situation, um but like you know, there's like that like the magical side of yeah. of, uh, of Twilight. You know, there's yeah. like that montage. He's jumping off things in the ocean, like yeah. like, and he was sunshine. Like Bella said, he is sunshine. It's so interesting because Bella, this could be a Bella song to yeah. to Jacob. Like this, it's it's it played out same for same. It's like, oh, no, I want to go. I (laughs) want to I want that pain.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's what's like, funny, too, is like, I feel like this is where um, kind of the it feels like a great way to describe a relationship that she treasured but was kind of like, oh, this is sh- this is pretty vapid for me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think this is giving me what I need. Mm-hmm. And when she talks about her relationship with Tom Hiddleston, it's like you're – Aggravating a problem I don't need any help with. And Uh the there's a resentment there when she talks about Calvin. I mean, when she talks about Tom Hiddleston, Mm -hmm. like in Getaway Car and whatever, you know, uh glitch or high infidelity or however you want to like paint these other stories that might be about Tom. That I don't think she would ever say, I broke his heart because he was nice. Like I think she's kind of like he wanted he wanted my name too much, you know, mm-hmm. if a man, he, he, I just don't think she likes Tom and the only guy she's ever said like, oh, you were like literally just too nice. You did absolutely nothing oh, wrong. Nice
0: guy at that. Was Taylor. Oh, poor Taylor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you think that it's like kind of an insult where he, she's like, I'm chasing that fame and he stayed the same. Cause he's been kind of like on the same level. Ever oh since yeah. Twilight. He
1: plateaued. Yeah. Like,
0: is that an insult? stayed the same or is that just like
1: I don't think it's meant to be a dig I think it's saying there are you know people are faced with choices and Mm -hmm. she was the ambitious one who wanted to give anything and everything to reach her dreams whereas he was happy to be content and comfortable with where he's at and that's not wrong you know I would love Taylor Lautner's life he's he's riding those freaking residuals till death and
0: he doesn't yeah. have to work another and day in his life. <laughs> he is working. He was in that Ashton picture. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's done stuff. He's yeah, been in course. stuff. Of but course. nothing that's like box office hitters. Yeah. Nothing as like as I mean his peak, I think maybe people are going to slap me, his peak was twilight. It's twilight yeah, yeah. cuz that's when yeah. like everybody like just Jacob Jacob Taylor Taylor so like she was dating him in his peak. Yeah. No. And she fair. hadn't she is I, we don't know. Maybe she knew she's she'd had she's, it peaked. She's, yeah. she's still peaking. Yeah. She's, she's no problem. Billionaire, telling. billion dollar
1: yeah. tour coming <laughs> yes. soon. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, no, she definitely was like, I think that's what this song is about is like, wow, my life could have been easier.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But maybe all this pain was like worth it. Like, this was a struggle to get to where mm-hmm. I wanted, but like, damn, I did it.
0: But not even with her career too. She yeah. just seems so in love with her current partner, mm-hmm. Joe. Like she's just like three years into it, still writing these like confessional <laughs> love songs. And yeah. she had to go through all that pain to meet him. So I think she's comparing how she felt about uh, about Taylor, how she felt about John, how she felt about Calvin, how she felt about all these other guys she's dated. All that pain that this nice guy would have prevented. Yeah. But it also would have prevented all this passion she has in her life mm-hmm. right now, too.
1: Yeah. All the red, maroon, golden, blue. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, let's go into the chorus. He wanted it comfortable. I wanted that pain. He wanted a bride. I was making my own name, chasing that fame. He stayed the same. All of me changed like midnight. And verse two. It came like a postcard, picture perfect, shiny family, holiday, peppermint candy. But for him, it was every day. So I peered through a window, deep portal, time travel, all the love we unravel, the life I gave away because he was sunshine and I was midnight rain.
1: I want to know if in the lyric book she writes it as midnight rain or if it's I was like midnight space rain he wanted it comfortable I wanted that pain because it changes the the voice is where Mm -hmm. the voice changes on that word and I'm curious like I'm curious about that image is it midnight rain as a full picture of like I'm midnight rain I'm this dark storm um or is it like I'm midnight and then it's like rain
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I would only assume midnight rain without the comma because of the title
1: yeah that's, that's true. Only, that's a
0: that's good only point. thing. That I would have done. Um, and this verse right here is definitely paying homage to December, back to oh, December, yeah. um, holiday, peppermint candy. You know, it's putting you in that. If I could go back to December, I would. So it's very interesting that people are kind of. Pulling out I mean, I've heard Carly theories but also you know of course Tom Hiddleston that's like the big contender I see because online Peppermint,
1: it's uh you know she met his family Peppermint. in mm-hmm. England and it's very mm-hmm. rom- very, very romantic,
0: romantic. Yeah. <laughs> um and it's just interesting that she's like this is just too picture perfect like yeah you know like I could have this but this is like your everyday life
1: yeah Well, and in Back to December, she says, like, how's your family? I haven't seen them in a while. So there is, like, this endearing quality to this, like, family life he had that was somehow a, you know, a soft spot for her. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do do feel like it is so – it's so much about, like, that Back to December vibe of – Of in back to December, she says, I'd go back in time and change it. I'd go back to December, turn around and make it all right. So it's that same visual of like turning something over in your mind and like, you know, peering through this window, deep portal, time travel, Mm -hmm. all the love we unraveled and the life I gave away. Like there's this constant like, huh, should I go back? Should I have stayed? Like, what was that? Like, I miss this like homey quality that I had in that moment, Mm -hmm. but it was just a montage.
0: Yeah, it was. And what's interesting too is when you think about who she's with right now, she's like her her hit like Joe's brother is like family to her. Like she's kind of in the in her own way has found that postcard picture perfect family on top of her family too. Like mm-hmm. even though like there is that rumors and speculations that her parents are divorced, there's still a very much close knit family. So yeah. you know, I'm not saying that she doesn't have that picture perfect family, but that's not what she was ready for back then. Yeah. She was Not ready for sure. midnight rain. Um, of course, he wanted it comfortable. I wanted that pain. He wanted a bride. I was making my own name, chasing that fame. He stayed the same. All of me changed like midnight. He wanted it comfortable. I wanted that pain. He wanted a bride. I was making my own name, chasing that fame. He stayed the same. All of me changed like midnight. It's interesting that he, she doesn't say rain at that end, which I kind yeah. of see where you're coming from now.
1: Yeah, because it's like – Yeah. (laughs) I didn't have time to like fully figure out why or what that would imply, but it just feels like almost this like chapter closer where it's the end of a day. Like he he stayed the same. He was just in this little happy bubble, like a sort of meet the beaver scenario where it's always day, it's always sunny, it's always perfect. But she's having these moments, these cyclical moments where she's like, no another day another close another start another end another you know Mm -hmm. chapter and so I mean I love this this chorusy thing because one like the way she sings it but also the the opposing images of like he wanted it comfortable I wanted that pain he wanted a bride I was making my own name being this like double meaning of she's not going to marry and take her husband's name. Taylor she's not going to become name. this someone. And she needs to be the only Taylor in the room, obviously. yeah. yeah.
0: She doesn't want to be just like Taylor Lautner is Two Taylor yeah. in the room because I'm sure everyone knows this, but Taylor Lautner has married another Taylor. Yes. I don't know if he's t- she's taken his last name. No, but they- She has. They're the Lautners. Okay. They're the Lautners. They're And the I'm Taylor sure Lottners. they're going to have a baby and call that baby Taylor, too. It'll be Taylor. It's a little, Taylor, it's
1: Taylor. A little talking about Peppermint County, it's a little too sweet. You know, it's a little yeah. bit too much for my taste.
0: I um, wonder if he's like, I like that Taylor. Maybe he's like, your name's Taylor? My name's Taylor. We should date <laughs> every single Taylor he meets. We should date. I like yeah. your name.
1: I mean, he stayed the same. It was working yeah. for Taylor Swift and he found the next Taylor. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think that's like a fun play and pair, sort of double meaning there where it's like, and and I think too, she's self-aware enough now, especially she's been doing these re-recordings and revisiting her work to recognize that, you know, maybe she didn't always make the right choices with partners. Maybe she didn't always do the right thing, but all in all, would Stain have been the right choice? No, because there was so much else she wanted mm-hmm. and... And I think she's playful in this idea of like, oh, boys only want me if it's torture. Don't say I didn't warn you. Mm-hmm. But really, she's only wanted boys if they're pain, if they're torture. Like she's mm-hmm. had – she knows how to pick them. <laughs>
0: she does. That she does. Um, but it's interesting because she's always really – like, you know, in the first few albums, it's always been like romanticized fairy tales mm-hmm. relationships what she's looking she was looking for the one like all like you know she she romanticized mm-hmm. finding the perfect person like the one yeah. who would always the put her knight. first yeah yeah and so it's interesting that like when we think of cinderella when everything changes at midnight it goes from glitz and glam you know that princess fairy tale to the the what's it called i forget the the carriage turns back into a pumpkin so it's yeah. very interesting that you know she was in this very rom- romantic relationship and she was like no I'm done with that and she just went back yeah. to that that pain the yeah. the loneliness that Cinderella felt once she left that ball yeah she's like john mayer um <laughs> hello <laughs> <Right>. just to rags <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we go into the outro. I guess sometimes we all get just what we wanted, just what we wanted. And he never thinks of me except for when I'm on TV. I guess sometimes we all get some kind of haunted, some kind of haunted. And I never think of him except on Midnights Like This, Midnights Like This, Midnights Like This.
1: I love this outro. Like it it didn't – like I said, my my larger issue with Midnights is maybe that there aren't these powerful bridges and there's kind of a lot of – uh, like, how do I say it? You know, Jack Antonoff takes you to the brink, but never gives you that um release. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> a lot of vocal edging happening in this, but I think it works here because it does feel like that sort of drifting off quality where you're like, it's not ruining your night, but it is a thought you have to like follow through before you can finally fall asleep. And I think mm-hmm. that is how it feels listening to it kind of Play out. Um, it's this realization that it's kind of a passing thought. It's just like this cloudy feeling of like, you know, you're you're lonely, you're depressed, you're 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 feeling heartbroken in bed, and you're like, man, why did I put myself through that heartbreak with with John, with Jake, with with whoever?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When I had like nice guys who were willing to just be nice. Like, why do I always choose this sort of thing? And it captures that feeling of reminiscing. About something you didn't want at the time, but wondering if you were wrong to not want it.
0: Yeah, and that's
1: like, yeah, exactly. And I think that's an interesting word choice because her her story for him is like, oh, I guess sometimes we all get just what we wanted, which he did. You know, he got the fairy tale ending. He has his his bride, his beautiful life, his Mm -hmm. you know uh, picture perfect uh, life, and he only has to think about her when she pops up on TV. And when is she popping up on TV? Yeah, usually for bad things like, you know, trending stories of what she did wrong, what what mm-hmm. what she, what scandal she got into, what she's, you know, put her foot in this time. And that's going to be her legacy to him is like, wow, <laughs> crazy that I dated Taylor, right? <laughs> and then she's saying what keeps her up is just feeling haunted. And Haunted mm-hmm. is a song where she's talking about the effects of a would have, could have, should have type relationship where she's like torn up about what bruises and scars these lovers leave behind on her. And that that's the only time she thinks of this nice guy is when she's like, huh, midnight's like this where I'm haunted, where I'm alone, where I'm feeling sad or hurt. I'm going to think about that guy who was just this perfect picture, perfect montage and think of like, oh,
0: man. It's interesting because it seems like in the song, he made more of a mark on her than she did him, at least in her mind, yeah. because yeah. if he's only thinking about her when she's on the news, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, that's the DOJ, you know, talking yeah. thinking about that kind of stuff. But then when she, you know, throughout the other relationships, I'm sure she's thought of him, what it, it seems like she's thought of him, you know, like maybe that was a wrong choice. But when, when I think about sometimes we all get just what we wanted, I, only, I don't think that's just about Taylor Lautner. Mm. I think that's about her too, because she wanted yeah. to make her name. She wanted more more fame. And she ultimately found someone who could match her pain and match her, her love and her passion.
1: Yeah. So I
0: feel like both of them got what they wanted. But when she's thinking about her career and the, the ups and the downs, she's thinking maybe during those downs would have been better with. Taylor, that was Um, pre-Joe, that was pre-Joe too Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah, I feel like the exercise of midnights is going back to those moments, those nights when she is Do I think she was, you know, rolling in bed late at night with with Joe and thinking, huh, what about that Taylor Lautner guy? No, I feel like this is like a night before Joe, but in her heartbreaks as she's watching her career take off and or maybe fall apart and or start again, Mm -hmm. where she's like Man, that was weird, right? Like that was that was a weird blip of a good relationship. When I'm looking at the carnage of so many bad ones, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think that's interesting because her midnights, like I said, kind of kind of shows this millennial midlife crises, well, quarter life crises, I guess, where it's like <laughs> you are kind of like dealing with, oh, this, I'm not meeting the markers of a traditional. 30-year-old woman, right? I'm not meeting right. the markers. And, you know, we can pull hair. She's obviously doing well for herself, and I think she, too, would recognize her privilege. But in the midst of losing uh, her Grammy for Red to Random Access Memories, maybe that's the sort of night. Or, or you know, writing Dear John and thinking about, man, I'm, t- I'm too young for this guy to treat me like this, and then mm-hmm. remembering how she treated Taylor Lautner. Not that they're comparable, but just thinking of how close she was to something that was a little more healthy, I think there are these moments where you're like, society wants me to want something. And if I'm not wanting it, am I the problem? Is something broken with me? Do Mm -hmm. I deserve to be treated poorly because I'm not lining up with these values I am meant to? And so I like that that kind of plays out where, yes, she got what she wanted. But now the question as she's like laying awake on a midnight like this is, was it worth it? Is it enough? was I wrong mm-hmm. and kind of that guilt of feeling like she chose a career over something healthy. Mm-hmm. And that's like a, that's not the right thought, but that's a really real thought that people have, especially women. Oh, and yeah. especially as they're contemplating like, Oh my gosh, I'm supposed to want the picket fence. I'm supposed to want the, the man who will care for me. I'm supposed to want to become a Mrs.
0: And a mom. And, yeah. And you know,
1: and she's stuff. like, huh. I got what I wanted but society's telling me it's not enough and society's telling me it's wrong and mm-hmm. all the people in my life are treating me poorly and maybe they're right when they say it is my fault and I did deserve this and so there's something like really plaintive and vulnerable and relatable mm-hmm. about imagining Taylor having these moments in her life before she found her you know quote unquote happy ending mm-hmm. and as she's contemplating these really failed relationships around her and the wasteland at her feet and being like the one, the one what if that remains is this random blip of a relationship because mm-hmm. he was nice. It's <laughs> like the bar is on the floor for he, men. He like, treated her, wide.
0: yeah, out of all the guys she treated, <laughs> he treated her the best. Yeah. <laughs> Besides Joe. Present Company don't. excluded. Yeah. <laughs> excluded. Um, yeah. I, don't know, I just, I, I really do like this song and it like does take me back to different eras in my life, of different guys that I've dated and mm-hmm. they're I'm like a, a great guy that I left behind. I'm very happy where I am now. But when I was younger, um, especially in like when you're in a religious society, a yeah. lot of my <laughs> friends were getting married at 18 and I was just dating, dating, dating well up until I was like you know, a, uh, an old old maid of 25. Yeah. Oh, the and scandal. People were always being like, oh, who are you dating? Oh, you're dating yeah. this guy? When are you going to get married? And then, you know, I get married at almost 27 years old and guess what the first question was? <laughs> when are you guys going to have kids? Yeah. And I didn't end up having a kid for another like nine years. And so like a part of me can definitely relate to where this is coming from, the expectations yeah. that society has on you. Um, it's just very... You know, I didn't date a movie star. Yeah. The movie star didn't break my heart, but I'm, like, pulling so many parallels out of my life that, like, she's singing about.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's a good – it's a very relatable, even in its complete disconnect from mm-hmm. relatability. From you our know? life. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's that's a tailor of it all. She is yeah. just, like, the most yeah. re- uh, unrelatable, relatable celebrity yeah. out there because she knows how to pivot her life into – well, women have to
1: – women are forced to make choices. It's not – No matter where yeah, you're Yeah, you're like, oh, do you want a career or do you want a husband? Like, it's like – it's this weird positioning of, mm-hmm. like, you have two paths, you know, two roads diverge in the wood and which one will you choose type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah.
0: Well, speaking of Taylor of it all, all yeah. of these lyrics, what is the tailor of it all for you?
1: I think the pageant queens and big pretenders, because mm-hmm. I think that she loves a pageant queen reference. She loves yeah. it. I mean, even the, uh, like in Speak Now, she references like, oh, floats down the aisle like a pageant queen. And mm-hmm. then in Long Live, bring on all the pretenders. So there's something about that phrase that she just finds so evocative. And I, I think it's fun to see her pin those in whenever she can. <laughs>
0: And those are speak, speak Now titles, and so this yeah. is very much of a Speak Now yes. song. So, like those could be those Easter eggs too. It's very mm. interesting that I didn't think of of those two lyrics of those songs, but that
1: yeah. might
0: be it. That might be.
1: Oh, definitely. I, I think that egg. definitely is why I also don't think this is about Tom because it's not. Is when she references Tom, she's referencing drinking. She's referencing like crimes. She's referencing like. Disasters, and this is very much a you know, kind of a romantic fairy tale laid image of potions and you know, uh, montages, and it feels very much like it fits
0: in that speak now um, era, yeah. So for me, what I think the tailor of it all, because whereas I would say, oh, I'm just up late night thinking about the past, she says, so I peered through a window, a deep portal, time travel, all the love we unravel and the life I gave away. Like she's just like something I would be like, oh, I wonder how how that would have worked out. She just like eloquently puts so many like descriptive words into like a run on sentence, which I have (laughs) this is like a side thought I am having such a hard time memorizing all of the Taylor Swift songs because yes. of how wordy it is and i'm like oh, very, I, I, yeah. can't, I can't i love the songs but i'm having a hard time. Okay. No, it's understandable. Easter egg. Was the, were those your two easter eggs too?
1: Um no, i was going to say i liked this um he i where was it? i wrote it down and i lost it. Um The Pain, which is mm-hmm reminiscent to here I have to do command search (laughs) where is that stupid line oh yeah um uh I wanted that pain and in would have could have should have she says the pain was heaven Mm -hmm. and so I feel like that's a that's a through line connecting like what she chose after Taylor um which is that she wanted that pain
0: John Mayer, and he gave your it to her. mind. I just love the way your mind works and connects things <laughs> together. I'm just like, dang, my. You want to know what my Easter egg was? It's like yeah. slap you in the face, not like having you think about it. But when she talks about it, you know, it came like a postcard, picture perfect, shiny holiday peppermint candy. Because oh, I love it. Back to December. Like, yes. That's where mine went. I love how you connected those two together oh, oh. well yeah chronological
1: it's, you know what's funny as I was trying to decide circling back to our what are we wearing to tour discussions I'm going with my sisters and we were like what should we You're do with like more than group? one show I know I know <laughs> the scandal but um there's six of us and so I was like what can we do that's like six of us and I was like oh well we could all like dress up as a drink Taylor references and I was just mm. like listing all the drinks and they like looked at me and they're like how do you possibly remember all those lyrics that are just random alcoholic beverages she sings about over her twenty-year career? I'm like, guys, I have a podcast. Like, what do you mean?
0: Like, it, hello, and it's Taylor. Like, come on, <laughs> I'm
1: obsessed. Yeah. So oh I just I know goodness. too many lyrics, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's too See, many word associations.
0: As people know in the podcast, you put me on the spot, and a lyric I would know five minutes ago. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh. so
1: that's me too that's why I wrote I forgot it I had to find it in my control (laughs) search to find what I wrote down um the exact phrasing
0: um what about giving it a grade
1: yeah that's interesting I feel like I'm bad at this because I go harsh and then I'm like Mm -hmm. well What's the metric? I don't know. But I would say that this is, like, a B. I think it's, like, serviceable and really mm-hmm. beautiful, but it's not, like, a standout in the way a lot of her other songs are for me.
0: Yeah. Um, so I did uh, – I don't have – I don't listen to Spotify, but mm-hmm. the. I think it was, like, the rap oh, yeah. for bleh, Apple? Apple Music. I think yeah. this was, like, number three for me. Oh, wow. um, Yeah. I listened to it a lot. The first one yeah. was the anti-hero, which oh. I didn't realize I listened to that much. Um. I, because of how I received it the first time and I was so confused, it's, it's been, it's a slow grow, grow, yeah grower it's slowly grown on me. So for that, I'm going to give it a B e plus. Don't hate nice. it. I, I know people are shocked because <laughs> I usually give an A. but I'm giving, I'm looking back at it. I was, it was not my favorite. It's been a slow grower. I listened to it. I love the midnight rain, but it's going to be a B plus. Yeah. That's fair.
1: Yeah. I think it's like when it's on, I don't skip it. Yeah. But I'm not always like, oh, you know what I need to listen to right now?
0: Taylor Lautner's love song. Yeah. Songs. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apology
1: um, tour. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we haven't done this one because Is isn't making tour. Oh. But since she's doing eras, do you I think – I can see her skipping this. All of them are going to be – Is she going to – Do you think she's going to skip songs on this?
1: On this album? I think yeah. if it might get like a one-liner, you know, montage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But I feel like, you know, she has Lover and this, not to mention Folklore, Evermore, and any of the vault tracks to fit while also celebrating her eras. Mm -hmm. So I think cuts will have to be made. Um, And I would rather see this one go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if it came on again, I wouldn't be mad if she found a way to fit this into it. Um, And I'm sure she could do a clever thing with it. Mm-hmm. But like first impressions, like I don't. It's you know the bottom of the album. It's kind of the bottom of the barrel. Um, I could see her kind of setting it aside.
0: Yeah, be so but it is like a
1: weird vocal thing. So maybe she did yeah. have fun with it.
0: Midnight rain. Huh. <laughs> but all in all, um, I thought it'd be fun to take this take this down. We're choosing our favorites. Not, not all our favorite songs. We're choosing a song each week, and this week. Midnight Rain with my choice. Um, and I like it. There, there's there's stuff to unpack. Um, mm-hmm. There's people. There's controversy within yeah. it a little bit. So it's been fun to like really revisit the Speak Now era, oh, which yeah. hopefully Taylor Swift will speak now and tell us <laughs> what recording we'll get. Or better yet, when are we going to get Lavender Haze?
1: Yeah, I know. That's what I want.
0: Because that's all purpley, which is Speak Now. So, yeah. Taylor, give us Lavender Haze. Give us. Speak now. We've been waiting for I it. I guess her birthday's next week, right? Yes. So maybe. So maybe. 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 But you guys, you can always find us on Twitter, Just Pod, um, on Instagram, Switches Podcast. You can find us our personals on you know Ace to Love. S.A. Boyer or on like TikTok, the Millennial which I am not. I am just going down deep dive. Well, I need to do some more. Um, But you guys, until next time, I'm Ashley. And I'm Shelby. And Taylor, thanks for chasing that pain. (laughs) Or pain. Yeah. Yeah, It's given us a lot to to sing about. (laughs)